provide for his children. He's Jairo, our provider. So whatever you need today, ask. Whatever's missing in your life, ask the Father. And he gives lovingly, joyfully to you. As you seek his face, as you walk in his way, he gives. So let's sing this song today, declaring his provision in each and every way that he provides to us. Let's sing this together. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up. So there's nothing I could do to let you down. Doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Going through the storm, but I won't go down. I hear your voice. Carried in the rhythm of the wind to call me out. You would cross an ocean, so I wouldn't drown. You've never been closer than you are right now, Jairo. See, you are enough.
granola bar, water, juice, so that you can partake of the Lord's Supper. You know, I had studied scripture after scripture and getting ready for communion, but I'm just going to say right there, more than enough. I remember growing up in the Baptist church and right on the table at the altar, it said, do this in remembrance of me. And this song gives us a great opportunity to remember Jehovah Jireh, you're more than enough. Can you just think back over a time when God has just been faithful. We're living in a day where it gets harder and harder, it seems like, every day to see God's faithfulness. But we're gonna take time out and remember, God, you are faithful. You are good. I am loved. And as we take these communion elements, it's not a time for us to feel unworthy or to think, oh my goodness, I've sinned so much. No, 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 no. This is a time to celebrate it is a holy sacrament. It is uh, one of those things that we observe in church, and it is worthy of reverence. But it is as much a celebration, the celebration that, God, you love me in spite of me. God, that you are there in spite of that I don't have to fear an evil report because, Jehovah Jireh, you are more than enough. And it was nothing that I could ever do to make me enough but your great love toward me. So whether you are a mother, just believe in God for your those babies. Whether you've got a bad report in your body, whether you're just trying to make sense of it all, it is in this moment that we can cry out and say, Jehovah Jireh, you are enough. You are enough. You are enough. And it's not because of anything we've done. It's because of his great love toward us. As we get ready to, oh Lord, We partake of the bread, which is the broken body of Jesus. When I grew up, we would sing songs about the blood. Oh, I know it was the blood. And it seemed like it was an emphasis on the blood. But we would be remiss if we didn't think about the broken body, the body where he bore our sicknesses and diseases by his stripes and through his grace. We are healed, whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually. And so we're gonna take partake of the, the body of Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you and we acknowledge your broken body. And we say you are good and you are more than enough. So we take this and we prepare to eat it right now, remembering that through your, by your stripes and through your grace that we are healed. Just whisper out to the Lord where you need healing. Lord, we thank you. Let us eat together. And we know through his broken body that out of his side came the blood and the water. And we partake of this blood for the remission of our sins. You know what that means, remittance? That means the taking away. 
That's why every time we get up here, we want to teach you that you don't come to the table with a sin consciousness because it's by this blood, the shedding of his blood that washes those sins away. So you don't ever have to believe that you can't partake in communion because of what your week has looked like or what your last night or what your 30 minutes ago looked like. You come to the table because you are welcome and you drink of the cup knowing that through this, it will remit, it will carry away my sins and I can come boldly before God, clean and whole. So let us drink together. Lord, we thank you. Teach us, oh God, that in every circumstance, we see you and we know that you are more than enough. We celebrate the goodness of your broken body and your shed blood to carry our sins away. And we thank you that, Lord, right now in this moment, we get a fresh start. We love you so much, Jesus, and we thank you that it is by your grace that we are here. We remember you and we celebrate your goodness toward us. We love you and we thank you. It is in your precious name we pray, amen. Let us continue to worship together.
God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. I'm calling on the name that changes everything. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. circumstances. You're the only one, God, that can save the sinner's soul. Only you can turn it around. So, Father, 
We praise and adore your name because you are God who can turn it over. When things seem hopeless, we can be hopeful because of you and your ability to turn it around. Father, we thank you for this time of worship that we've had together corporately. We want to continue in that worship as we seek to hear from you. We want the truth of your word to penetrate our hearts, to transform our minds so that we walk in your way. If you don't do it, God, no one else can or will. So, Father, turn us around. Transform our minds. Speak to our hearts through the priest's word today. We will be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Because it's yours in the first place. Thank you, Father. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Converge family. Hey, welcome welcome, 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 welcome to Converge Live, our in-person worship experience. I want you guys to take just a few seconds to also help me welcome Converge Nation, our online VFAM who tunes in every week via rebroadcast. Thank you, Converge Nation, for joining us each week. We appreciate it. If this is your first time with us, we also want to welcome you. Thank you for being here with us today. As a small way of saying thank you, if this is your first time, please stop by our Welcome Center at the end of worship and connect with one of our servant leaders. We do have a token of appreciation we'd like to give you. It's just our way of saying thank you for being here. Amen. 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 And we have a lot going on this month here at Converge. So starting this very month of September, on September 18th at 5 p.m. during our live worship experience, we're going to have our super summer water yes, baptism. Yes. Yeah. So it's a really, really exciting time. Um, if you're a Christ follower, if you are a born-again Christian, and you have taken that step to privately confess your faith in Jesus, this water baptism by immersion is the time for you to publicly yes. declare your faith and say, Lord, I am with you all the way. Amen. And we are here to celebrate. We are looking forward to it. And we're just so excited yes. to welcome into this public faith everyone that is willing yes. to go and um, go under immersion and the reason why it's so important right mm -hmm. to do water uh, baptism by immersion is to follow Christ yeah. he told us that as, as a, a command to his disciples to, to go out and make other disciples but not only that to baptize them in the name of the yeah. Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and the scripture goes on to tell us that by being baptized by immersion we are imitating Christ because we are dying with him when we go under the water and when we come back out we are raised with him so it's a really really important faith milestone yes. uh, for us to celebrate and we are looking forward to doing that with you and so the way you sign up you can do it today during today's live worship experience at the um, Welcome Center, yes. we'll have everything we need there. Or you can sign up online by going to admin at weareconverge.com. And we are looking forward to seeing you. Again, remember the date, September 18th at 5 p.m. All right. Yes, thank you, 
Coquetso. What else we got? In addition, we have some great summer Converge merch available, and we have some new items that will be available soon. So if you want to get in on the Converge merch, Converge merch, Coquetso has a t-shirt on. Yeah. I do. Lots of our servant leaders here in person do. Just uh, stop by uh, the table, the merch table at the end of the worship experience, or you can visit us online and make your purchase safely and securely by going to store.weareconverge.com. In addition, we do have a lot of things that are happening, guys, so we want to make sure that you connect with us on social media. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at We Are Converge. And there you'll be able to connect with us. You'll also be able to access some of the amazing online or on-demand content that we have. And you'll be privy to all the details of what we have going on. Super. All right. So now we're actually getting into the part of our service where we get to partner together financially with what God is doing in this body of Christ. So if you would like an envelope, uh, the ushers and greeters are in the aisle to get you an envelope and a pen. What we would ask you is you fill out the envelope in all of its entirety uh, when you fill it out and please drop it off at the end of service. Here at Converge, we have multiple ways for you to give. Um, so giving in person is one of those. Uh, the other way to give is to do it through our mobile app. Uh, you can also do it online on our website. When you go to www.weareconverge.com forward slash give, and you can give that way. But you can also give by text right here during the service as well. And you can do that by texting uh, the word Converge Give plus the dollar amount to 77977. Uh, and this helps us to do all of the amazing work and life-giving ministry that uh, God has called us to do. And um, again, the reason we give, Pastor Ray gave a good, good sermon on this, right? That we don't give out of obligation. As New Covenant believers, we actually give from revelation. See, the, the song we sang today, Jaira, th this is the reason believers give, because God is more than enough yes, yes. okay Amen. so it's not about what we lack or about obligation because it's in the law but it's because we realize yes. just how good god has been to us and we say for all the goodness that you've given us here is the little that we can give you yes. as a way to partner with you in what you're doing and it's also a way for us to say thank you so we appreciate everybody that partners with us uh, financially, and we appreciate all of the gifts that we received in today's service. Um, before we go into the next session, I would like to go ahead and pray yes, for the gifts we're about to receive. Yes. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your word, the word that reminds us of how good you are. Father, we thank you for the very words that we sang today, and Father, I pray that they sink into every single heart for us to be content in every circumstance because you, Lord, are more than enough. Father, the word reminds us how good you are for if you can dress the lilies. Oh, Lord, we have nothing to worry about. Father, if you so care so much about even the tiniest of sparrows, how much more, how much more, Lord, do you love us? So, Father, we thank you for the gifts that I've given in this service. Father, we thank you for where they are going, for allowing Converge to be your hands and feet in this world, for this body of Christ to do what you have called us to do. Father, we thank you also for the words of Christ who said, it is better to give than to receive. And so, Father, as we give according to your word, we will give with gladness and with open hearts because of how good you've been to us. It is in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we pray. Amen. 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 All right.
And so then, Converge family, we are continuing our digital discipleship initiative where we are moving from social media to social ministry. Yeah. What this means is our fall small groups, our virtual fall small groups, the kickoff is just around the corner, beginning the week of September yeah. 13th. Yeah, yeah get excited. You. We got one woo, but yes, we are very <laughs> excited about that. It's really exciting. And so yeah. these groups, guys, are the places where we know and grow each other, know and grow together. Yeah. connect um, in authentic community and engage in authentic community yeah. and where we celebrate and support each other. And so in order to take part in these groups, we need you to connect with us on Facebook. And once you like and find us on Facebook, we also need you to join one or more of the Converge Facebook groups. We have Converge Her, which will be meeting every Tuesday, the, um, beginning the week of September 13th at 7 p.m. Thank yeah. you for Converge Her, yes. Then we have Converge Men who will be meeting on whoop, Wednesday. Whoop. There we go. Every Wednesday uh, yeah. at 7 p.m. Converge Students, of which Coquetto is our whoop, director, whoop. Yeah. will be meeting on Sundays at 1 p.m. And then we've got some kid-friendly online content that will be made available for Converge Kids. It is very important, again, to join those groups because that's where all the details about the virtual groups will be posted specific to Converge Kids. It is very important not only that you join the group, but that you also register with our partner, Right Now Media, if you didn't do so in the spring, because they are who we are partnering with for our Bible study content. And so we need you to be registered so that you can access those links when we begin to post them um, on demand in the Facebook group. So in order to prepare you guys for what we have coming, we want you to check out these exciting trailers of the content that we have. Yeah. We thank you for your attention, and we hope you guys are just, just as excited, I'm tripping over my words, about this as we are for you. Thank you guys so much, and All enjoy right. the rest of the thank worship you, experience. Converge. Get excited. The first time I heard these promises, I was shaken to my core because I'd never understood the big overarching narrative of the Bible. I'd never had somebody say, these are the moments that God entered history. You see, we see God's faithfulness, His steadfast love through His covenant to Abraham, that He was patient with them, that He did not remove His covenant even when Abraham failed because He knew what He was going to do. Believers are not just defined by their gathering and their church going and how many consecutive days they open up their Bible app. It is a standard of holiness that is not relative, it's not trending, it's not driven by culture. It has been set by a covenant-keeping God. And the new covenant of grace does not erase the standard of God's holiness. It is unthinkable that God, who is holy other, would ever build some kind of agreement with us. If that doesn't make you like and love and fall down before this God, I don't know what else would. He is a God who continues to give promises even when we fail. And His promises not only speak to our current problems, they speak to problems that have yet to occur. That's just how good God is. What is it for you? What longing do you have? What promise do you want to see fulfilled that you have yet to see? Would you trust Him with it? Would you believe that He is who He says He is and He will do what He says He will do he will fulfill His covenant. He will fulfill His promise. He will not disappoint. What we're going to study here is going to transform you. It's going to first transform your understanding of God, His grace, His power, His control, His, His plan. 
but it's also going to change you. These are the moments in this book that, that everything stops. And we hear the voice of God and we hear the promises of God and He says, this is my plan and I'm going to unfold it through you and for you. I believe as a man, there are certain times when you have to put up a fight. There are times when it would be wrong not to fight. I believe that God created each man with the heart of a warrior. There is a time to put up a spiritual fight, a time to draw a line in the sand and say, you can't cross this line. The world has yet to see what God can do through one man, wholly surrendered unto him. You can be that man. God has called you to be different. He's called you to have a different lifestyle and not simply be just like the culture who's trying to live for the human trinity, me, myself, and I, instead of the spiritual one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. A large part of my identity was the fact that people knew me as Anaya, the real tall, strong girl that can play basketball. My identity is now not based around what I do, but who I serve. I mean, baseball was really what got me up in the morning for the longest time. I really had no idea what to do with my life. I just felt like all of a sudden my life lacked purpose. I know that God made me for more than just being a perpetrator. God made me to be a protector. My walk with Christ, it made me realize the friends that I had, they weren't going down the same path that I was going. I started using God's words in my foundation by starting with forgiving myself. Because if God can forgive everyone else, why can't I forgive myself? As a former NFL football player and a collegiate athlete, I always identified myself with football, but now I don't play it anymore. So what happens when you lose the thing you identify with? You realize that that should have never been your identity. When you understand that your identity is in Christ, now you understand that no matter what you do, you can truly be who you are because that's something that will never change even when life circumstances do change. We're not called to follow our heart. We're called to demand that our heart follows the truth. It's time to build on this right foundation, and it's time to do it right now, because there's no time to wait. Look out! HQ, this is Bible Girl. Data feed is coming in now. Any threat vectors? No threat so far. You will know fear. Bible Man, do you copy? Bible Man! Bible Man! Bible Man! A worthy adversary. Proverbs 15, verse 1. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I call upon your words for the strength to defeat this evil set before me today. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Heads up! I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Remember, boys and girls, Jesus loves you all.
Almighty. Well, good evening, Converge family. Are you so glad to be in the house tonight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, this is what I want you to do. Uh, why don't you turn to your neighbor and in your best Wendy Williams voice, why don't you say, how you doing? There you go, there you go. I see what y'all be watching during the week. Busted. Pastor done caught y'all. Listen, tonight we begin a brand new series of sermons. In fact, it's a mini-series that we're calling Rhythms, Finding Rest for Your Soul. How many, of we would, how many of you would agree that we're living in very tumultuous, uncertain times? And in a lot of ways, man, it's weighing on people. Uh, we don't always immediately identify how we're being impacted. And in a moment of just vulnerability and transparency, uh, what really prompted this series of messages was just a personal experience or a set of personal experiences I've been having in my own life. Uh, Pastor Wendy and I made a decision years ago, years ago, uh, that we were going to lead uh, 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 Converge Church uh, with a limp. Uh, what I mean by that is there's two kinds of leaders in the world, those who walk with a strut, come on somebody, and those who walk with a limp. Uh, those leaders who walk with a limp carry the limp as a reminder that they have wrestled and struggled with God like Jacob did, but God prevailed. And we have discovered that we could impress you with our successes, but you will more readily identify with our struggles. That's what being transparent and vulnerable looks like. And so, man, as I was praying about what I felt the Lord would have us share next, the Lord just brought me back to me. He said, well, Pastor Rio, what are you talking about? My last three visits to the doctor, right? This is, this is new for me. My last three, on my last three visits to the doctor, it's like, man, dude, your blood pressure is off the charts. It's elevated. Never had that issue. In fact, I would always go to the doctor, and the doctor would say, man, are you alive? Do you even have a pulse? Because my blood pressure was so good. I saw on my last visit to the doctor, I said, listen, we're going to order you uh, a, a blood pressure, what you going to call it, a cup? And you need to check your blood pressure regularly, dude. And then we went through the next set of tests, and he was like, hold up, dude. I'm going to start you on an aspirin regimen right away. Now, for those of you who know anything about aspirin regimen, that's like heart stuff. That's preventative heart stuff. So I started saying to myself, where all this stuff coming from? And I realized that in my own life personally, not only was I carrying my own personal worries and concerns and anxieties, but I was also carrying everybody else's. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. He talked about all the persecution he had suffered, but then he ends by saying, and the thing that comes upon me daily, right? So he's, he's comparing being flogged, being imprisoned, being shipwrecked, being persecuted to the thing that came upon him daily. And this is what Paul said. The thing that comes upon me daily is my deep concern for the church. Paul was able to endure everything he suffered physically, the physical afflictions. But the thing that weighed on him the most was his concern for the church. And so that was a wake-up call for me. And 
And I said, well, maybe if Pastor Ray is dealing with this stuff, then maybe there are others who need to push the reset button. And maybe this is an opportunity for us to have an honest conversation about how we're managing the stuff that we're going through. So over the next three weeks, over the next three weeks, uh, we're going to lean in to this idea that's actually lifted from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, where Paul writes, may the God of peace, come on somebody, sanctify you wholly and preserve you, spirit, soul, and body. And then Paul goes on in verse 24 and says, the one who called you is faithful, who also will do it. So maybe this series of messages is not for everybody, but if you find yourself in a place today where you're overcome or maybe overwhelmed and wrestling with anxiety, vacillating between faith and fear, maybe, maybe this is for you. And this series really is an invitation from the Lord just as he said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, he said, Come, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In exchange for your labor and the burdens you carry, I will give you rest. He said, Watch me and learn from me, right? And I will exchange my yoke, which is easy, and my burden, which is light. So over the next three weeks, we're going to exchange the stuff we've been carrying for the rest of God. Is that all right? Listen, God created us with emotions, right, so that we could care but not carry. Let me rewind the tape. Your emotions exist. My emotions exist for me to care when something is out of order. But there is nowhere in the canon of Scripture where God called you to carry no burden. And so part of what we're going to do is we're going to learn how to offload the stuff that we're be, we've been carrying and still care. Are you all with me? And I would be remiss if I dived into this message if I didn't acknowledge my brother who's in the house, Trabor, man. So good to see you. Thank you for visiting. All the way from Fort Hood? Colleen area? All right. It's good to see you, man. Thanks you so, thank you so much for being with us uh, tonight. Now, I'm not going to do this alone. I've got a couple of guests who are going to be with me over the next three weeks, and they are SMEs. Come on, somebody. They are subject matter experts who are going to be, who are going to, hello. I'm rambling tonight. I don't know what to do. You were too, right? It must be the mic. <laughs> Something. This mic, right? Yeah, so uh, we've got some SMEs, some subject matter experts. Experts who are going to be joining us for this journey. Let's pray, and then we'll dive in together. Father, we thank you for your precious holy word. Uh, we look to you now for wisdom and counsel. God, I know that you are deeply concerned with every aspect of our lives, not just our spirit, but God, just the condition of our soul and even the condition of our physical bodies. And Lord, over the next several weeks, help us to be good stewards over this one life you have entrusted to us. We trust you to do that now in Jesus' name. 
amen and amen. Listen, the title of tonight's message is simply Soul Prosperity. And I'm going to be tag teaming tonight with one of our very own, uh, she's no stranger to Converge Nation, our very own Shavonda Allen. Why don't you show some love as she comes? Shavonda Allen is in the house. And uh, she's going to be tag teaming with me tonight, and we're going to explore what it means to explore or to experience soul prosperity, soul prosperity. Before we do that, let me unpack our anchor text for this series. Again, it is lifted from 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, verses 23 through 24. We're going to dive into these, these verses uh, even deeper over the next several weeks, but this is just the introduction, and we're going to lay the foundation for these uh, companion text, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 23 and 24, but also 3 John 2. Uh, and so if you're following along in your Bibles, we're going to start at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. Now, we also have notes, sermon notes available in version. if you have the Bible app. Uh, you can find Converge Church in the Bible app and follow along there in the Bible app. Notice what uh, Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 through 24. He says, now may the God of peace himself, come on somebody, if you're wrestling with anxiety, if you're deeply concerned about what's happening in your life or happening in your world, listen, the God of peace himself. That's good news. He's the God of peace. In Isaiah, he's called the Prince of Peace. This God of peace, this Prince of Peace is going to do a couple of things. Number one, he's going to sanctify you completely. And it says, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Here's some opening thoughts, the God of peace. Here it is. Peace, y'all, is not the absence of problems. It's the presence of God. Amen, amen. Yes. And that's where most of us miss it, including your pastor. I start to reason in my mind, if I'm not at, or if there are problems, then there must be something wrong, and until I solve the problem, I won't experience peace. And we think that peace comes when the problems are gone or that peace can only exist in the absence of problems. Yet the truth is the scripture teaches us that real peace is found only in the presence of God. So in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, Isaiah writes that he will keep you in perfect peace. That word or that phrase perfect peace is the word shalom, shalom. It is repeated twice for emphasis, which is translated perfect peace. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. That God will give that kind of peace to those whose minds are stayed on him because he trusts in him. Now, what does that mean? Your life and my life will always move in the direction of our most dominant thought. I'll say that again. Your life, my life will always move in the direction of our most dominant thought. Because whatever you keep your mind on, you stay in contact with. That's good. So the Lord says the way you overcome your anxiety is keep your mind stayed on me. That's good. 
Because whatever you keep your mind on, you magnify. Whatever you give your affections to, you amplify. Are y'all tracking with me? Mm -hmm. So the Lord says, peace is when you exchange your problems for my presence. So good. Yeah. Number two, he says, God, this God of peace is going to do this, right? He's going to sanctify you wholly. That means he's going to set you apart completely. Now, the word sanctify, the theology or the doctrine behind this, this word sanctify is this. It's threefold. Number one, you were saved, you are being saved, and you will be saved. So when the scripture says sanctify you wholly, it is past tense, it is ongoing, and it is future. Meaning when you were born again, God sanctified you, he set you apart. Now that you're born again, he is still sanctifying you. He's getting rid of some of that residue. Some of that stuff that was left over. Mm -hmm. Because your spirit was born again, not your soul and not your, your flesh. You're being sanctified. And then he says, you will be sanctified completely. And that's why Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 says, that I, you and I could be confident of this very thing, that he who did what? Begun. He started it. What does it say? He started the good work, but he's going to do what? When are you going to complete it? The day of Jesus Christ. Meaning, sanctification is an ongoing process in the life of the believer. Are y'all with me? So when I exchange my problem for his presence, in his presence, I will be sanctified. Made whole. Notice what I said, holy. Sanctified holy. Nothing left undone. No stone unturned. Now the good news is, here it is, uh, God is faithful. Come on, somebody. He's faithful to do what he promised. Psalm 138 and verse 8 says, uh, perfect that which concerns me. He will perfect, he will accomplish, he will complete everything that concerns you. It says, your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. So God is not going to abandon you or I prematurely. He will not forsake the work of his hands. He will perfect everything that concerns you, spirit, soul, and body. Here's the last one, and then I will turn it over to Shavonda. Psalm 138 and verse 8, same, same reference from the message paraphrase. It says, finish what you started in me, O God. Your love is eternal. Don't quit on me now. He will sanctify you wholly. He will finish what he started because he is faithful to do it. So what's the connection between uh, what I just shared and 2nd, 3rd John, verse 2? Here it is. 3rd John in verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Here it is. Just as your soul prospers. Amen. The key to what I experience in my life externally is directly related to, originates in the prosperity of my soul. If my soul ain't right, my life ain't going to be right. Mm -hmm. 
So John says, I'm praying for you, brother. <laughs> I'm praying for you, sister, that you will prosper and you'll be in good health, Pastor Ray. What you're experiencing physically is directly connected to the prosperity of your soul. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So Pastor Wendy, probably about eight years ago, uh, we had been to an event and she was uh, washing her face. And, uh, and I walked in the, the, the bathroom and I noticed like a little, just a little bump right here. Y'all hear how I say that? Right here. Just right here. It's like, hey, baby, did you notice that? She said, no, I didn't notice that. She looked at it and said, hmm, I don't know where that came from. And then the next day, the, it got a little bit bigger. And by the third, was it the third day? By the third day, uh, uh, it looked like she had vitiligo. This whole thing had turned white. So we immediately contacted a dermatologist, one of the best in the area, at UT Southwestern. And for a year, probably over a year, you did light treatments. In fact, they sent, they sent the, 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 the light, the machine home with her, and just as the doctor ordered, she did it every single day. He said, man, you don't have vitiligo because I see pigment under your skin, but for some reason, this thing's gone. Well, she started to experience some other symptoms, and when we went and did the blood work, when the results came back, her doctor said, I recommend an immediate and permanent gluten-free diet. Listen, what showed up on her face that we treated for a year just on the surface had nothing to do with the surface. It had something to do with something that was wrong on the inside. Beloved, I wish you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. If your soul ain't right, which is internal, nothing external that you and I see and touch is going to be right. Now, it may be good, but it won't be fully optimized until I get my soul right. That's why the scripture says, as a man does what? Thinketh, so is he. His life, your life, my life is a reflection of how I think. So we're going to talk about soul prosperity. And I have invited none other than the illustrious <laughs> Shavonda Allen, who is a subject matter expert. Didn't y'all enjoy our self-care drops during the pandemic? Yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right, so uh, Shavonda, why don't you introduce yourself? Let them know what you do, who you are, all that good stuff. My name is Shavonda Allen. I'm a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist. And I've been doing counseling um, of couples, individuals, teenagers since 2011. I graduated in 2010 from Dallas Baptist University. Awesome, awesome. So uh, Shavonda has a number of alphabets after her name. <laughs> and when I saw it, it just reminded me of, y'all remember alphabets? <laughs> yes. The, the cereal? cereal? Yeah. yeah, see? <laughs> I used to love alphabets, man. Yeah. That's why I used to practice my spelling. Mm -hmm. so, so tell me what those designations are. Is that what you already told us? Yes. So, okay. some, yes. so the LPC is Licensed Professional Counselor. The LMFT is Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. Then mm -hmm. there's an NCC, which is Nationally Certified Counselor. Mm -hmm. Then there's an SAP, which is Substance Abuse Professional. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on. All right. 
She is a certified SME. All right. So tell us, tell us, what do we need to do, need to know in light of 1 Thessalonians 5, mm -hmm. 3 John 2, uh, from a very practical standpoint, and then we'll also look at what the Word of God has to say, yeah. right? Uh, what are you seeing in your practice? What are you seeing nationally, globally? Uh, what do we need to be aware of? What are some warning signs? Yeah, sure. So when we started this, um, Pastor Ray asked me to do this, I had to look up soul, because I, I had an idea, mm. but I was just like, what, what exactly is your soul? Mm. Um, and so that's when I kind of discovered, you know, we have those three parts. You have body, spirit, and soul. So your spirit is the God part of you. Um, your soul is the you part of you. And then your body is where it all kind of is housed here on earth. Um, so what I'm seeing um, in my practice is a lot of just, I've doubled the numbers since the pandemic as far as just people seeking help, which is amazing, honestly, because um, I don't think people are starting to need help now. I think just because everybody is experiencing some sort of something right now, people are more comfortable to say, you know what, I, let me go talk to somebody. Because we're right. talking about it now. And we haven't been talking about these kind of issues for decades. So I think more people are now reaching out. And we're just seeing a lot of stuff coming up from the little stuff to the huge big stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Unpack that for us. Uh, okay. Stats, what's going on around the world? Do you, do you Yeah. So, um, so mental health stats, about 50% of Americans that are, are diagnosed with a mental health problem at least once in their lifetime. 50%? Mm-hmm. So at least half of all Americans will have been diagnosed at least once in their lifetime with a mental health disorder. Wow. So that means some kind of depression, some kind of anxiety, some sort of mood disorder, um, and, and so on. Wow. Yeah. Um, more than 42,000 Americans commit suicide every year. That's 45% more than that was in 2000. Wow. So it's, it's exponentially growing that we're not okay and not taking care of ourselves in the best way. And that's just here in America globally. Um, Hold on one second. <laughs> Say that one more time. Back, back it up because that's, that's a sobering and a staggering statistic mm -hmm. yeah. that... 42,000 Americans. Yeah, commit suicide every, every year. year. Mm -hmm. And that's 45% more than it was 20 wow. years ago. Wow, okay. Even though we have better technology and yeah. more access to stuff, you know, it's still, it's still an issue that people are not taking care of themselves that they need to. Would it be accurate to say that the, the emotion or the thought that someone who is about to commit suicide is entertaining is hopelessness? Absolutely. That this situation ain't gonna get better? Absolutely. That, that it will always be like this? Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 it's easier to end it mm -hmm. than to continue going through Absolutely. life like this? Absolutely. Wow. wow, wow, Most people who end up at that place, they don't see, they cannot see another way out. Right. Right. Even though people around them are like, we love you, and we have, we have all this, mm. they just don't see another way out. Wow. Yeah. And then globally, more than 700,000 people die by suicide every year, which is mm. one person every 40 seconds. One person every 40 seconds. Around wow. the world. Around yes. the world. Yeah. That's significant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's, what's at the root of it? What's, what's, what's creating this pandemic, this yeah. emotional pandemic? Yeah. So... Um, I wanted to get some other stats in there because I know a lot of you are thinking like, well, I'm in the other half of that 50% of Americans. I may not have any mental health issues. 
Um, but this is where we do uh, congregation participation. How many of you have had some level of stress this past week? Okay, so that's most of everybody that's in here. So let me just give you some stress statistics. 90% of illness and disease is stress-related. So that's not a little bit of stress yeah. affecting your body. That's 90%. 83% um, of all deaths for adults between the age of 21 and 65 in the U.S. are related to lifestyle. So how we're living, what we're doing, what we're thinking, how we spend our time. 83% um, of all deaths are affected by that. Wow. With those statistics, it's mm -hmm. evident, right, that we need to make some adjustment to our rhythms. Yeah, absolutely. How we're living. Yes. Okay, help us through that. Yes, Help absolutely. us through that. So how can we do better so our soul can prosper? And when I looked up what prosper really means, um, what I came across when I looked up, like, the Greek meaning of, the, of what was in the Bible, it's, it's a healthy journey, a healthy, happy journey. So prospering doesn't mean, like, have a lot of money. It doesn't mean have a whole bunch of friends. Um, God was really concerned about our journey, right? So our time here and that it be successful and healthy and happy, you know? So there are some things that we can do. So do you want me to just kind of jump into the stuff I had here? Yeah, okay. I'm being good. Y'all know Pastor Ray, <laughs> that double dutch. I'm going to stand up because I feel like I'm going to fall yeah, out work the chair. Yeah, work with it. Okay. So one of the things that I'm seeing in the practice is that people are coming in and they are overwhelmed. They've, they're spending eight plates at a time and they're not really sure how to manage all that and they're not managing it well, which is the, like the first question I come in is like, so why now? Mm -hmm. What is happening now in your world where you're saying I need help? And so a lot of what I'm seeing is people don't have healthy boundaries. Um, and I know that we hear that word a lot. It's become kind of buzzy. Um, but healthy boundaries, um, as it relates to our lifestyle, has to do with how we spend our time, mm -hmm. how we spend our money, and how we navigate in our relationships. Good. So that's, that's like the, the, the gist of healthy boundaries. Can so, I say something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going slow to give you moments to jump in. <laughs> No is a complete sentence. Yes. I'll say it one more time. Mm -hmm. No is a complete sentence. Yes. Uh, and the truth is, you really don't know who you're dealing with until. You set a boundary. Yep. Until the first no. Yeah. Now, let me just help set everybody in the room free, including Passer. <laughs> Nobody, nobody, except maybe your spouse and your children, immediate family, deserves unlimited access to your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let me set the record straight. Mm -hmm. Nobody deserves unlimited unchecked access to your life. You say, Pastor, what are you talking let me, give you, let me give you scripture and verse. Uh, it might be Romans 13 and verse 8. I'm not 100% sure. I'm going off the dome. Come on, Nas. I'm going off the dome. Uh, um, but this is what the scripture says. Oh, no man anything but the continuing debt to love. So I can love you, but that's it. Yeah. I don't 
owe you nothing except the debt to love. Yes. So if you're going to set a boundary, you first of all have to realize that nobody is, here it is, entitled. Mm -hmm. Because people place all kind of demands on you. Nobody is entitled to unlimited access to your life. I will love you, but I will love you with boundaries. Yeah. Because scripture says, owe no man anything but the continuing debt to love. Yeah. All right. So having, having boundaries with your time looks like um, setting a schedule, getting, getting your day together in a way so that you're managing your time in a way that you're not extra stressed out. Um, avoiding procrastination. You know, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. That also adds to us being uh, stressed out and not having enough time to do the things that we need to do. So those are just some simple kind of practical things you can mm. do to put some boundaries around your time. Same thing with money, having a budget, mm. living within your means, mm. um, being a good steward of your resources. You know, mm. those are some kind of practical things we can do to set boundaries around our money. And then same thing in relationships. I had this in my notes. Yes is yes, mm. and your no is no. Mm. Um, so say yes when you want to say yes, and say no when you want to say no. That's one of the, the big tenets of boundaries that we teach. Um, avoid overextending yourself. You know, it is, like Pastor Ray said, absolutely okay to say, I, I, you know, I wish I could, but I really just don't have it right now. And, um, you know, I'll pray for you. No good. Yeah. No, very good. Yeah. Lack of preparation. On your part, does not constitute an emergency on mine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So just because you didn't handle your business, doesn't mean that I now have to drop everything mm -hmm. to take care of your business. Yeah. Yeah. Are y'all with me? Mm -hmm. Listen, here's the second thing. Here's the second thing. There is a difference and a distinction between what is urgent and what's important. Yes, yes. Listen, most of us spend our lives and our time putting out fires, and we neglect the things that are really important. Mm -hmm. So if you're, gonna, if you're gonna find the right rhythms in life, if you're gonna find rest for your soul, if you're going to do it the way Jesus did it, remember Matthew 11, Jesus says, watch me and learn from me. Listen, there were people and there were times when Jesus got away uninterrupted. Yeah, uh, you need to do the same thing. Find Sabbath moments and rest in your rhythms. And that's why I like the word rhythms because... It, I like it better than balance. Because if you balance two things, that means they're equally important. Am I lying? And that's the problem. We say things like work-life balance. And I need to find, but everything you're trying to balance is not equally important. Mm -hmm. So you need to find rhythms. When you increase the pace and slow the pace. Are y'all with me? Mm -hmm. Everything that is urgent <laughs> is not important. So you have to be able to discern, listen, 
You just need to be able to prioritize. We all need to be able to prioritize better because as you prioritize, you will recognize, okay, that's urgent, but that's important. And begin to build your life and your rhythms around those things. All right. So point two is stress management and self-care. And I know you just said you don't like balance, but I do teach people that you need to have, um, you need to have some kind of balance because um, people come in and all they do is work. And they work and they sleep and they work and they sleep and that's, that's not balanced. When you have family and you have, when you're, when you're neglecting your family and you're neglecting yourself and the things that you enjoy and you like to do. Right. Um, so yes, with, with balance, you do have to prioritize and get your priorities in order, right? Mm-hmm. But you do wanna make sure that, you know, your pie is, is, is cut in a way that makes sense for your world, right? That, that allows you to have the rhythms that Pastor Ray is talking about. So you don't wanna be all work and no play. You don't wanna be all play and no work. Um, because that's going to create its own set of problems too. So you want to evaluate what am I doing and how am I managing myself so I can create space to work on myself, to mm. make sure I'm caring for myself. You know, self-care is another kind of buzz term, um, but it is it does mean caring for yourself. And that, that gets lost in, in this environment of, you know, get more, make more, do more, you know, uh, be a, a champion of multitasking, and that all sounds great, but that also gets us in a place where um, 90% of what's going on with us is stress-related, right? right? Because we're just always on the go and trying to do 10 things at one time, and that sounds good, but in actuality for our bodies, it's really not healthy, right. you know? So we just have to kind of adjust what that looks like. And another part of self-care that I really think is important is, ha- is learning the art of contentment. Um, and contentment mm. doesn't mean like don't grow, don't achieve anything else, but it's learning how to be okay where you are because where you are is where you are right now. Mm. And when you're ready and it's time for something else, sure, go for it. But if you're not content and if you don't have gratitude for where you are, that's gonna put you in a place of negativity as you're trying to move because now you're trying to move out of discontent Mm. and that's not gonna be healthy. It's not gonna be healthy. You know, one of the, one of the, the, and I, I think that's excellent, everything you shared. One of the things that I'm learning to manage in my own life personally. <sighs> is not to become so fixated on what is next. Mm-hmm. That I don't enjoy what I have now. Exactly. Hmm? That's what contentment looks like. Mm-hmm. We're so motivated, man, but by the next level, the next thing that we can't even appreciate what we have yes. now. Yeah. It's a big deal, man. It is a big, big, big deal. It is. Uh, that creates, and a lot of that next is just motivated by our covetousness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and our desire to compete. Yeah. You ain't gonna leave me behind, dude. Listen, when, when all the men, well, Everybody in this room can relate to this, right? You walk into a, a, a networking meeting. So what do you do? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, on the one hand, you can say, okay, well, this might be a, a, a viable connection that I'm going to make because they do what I do. And they, but really, man, most of us, we, we already sizing the person up based on what they do. 
I walk in pastor's conference. The first question after they ask me, hey, what's your name and where's your church? How big is your church? How many are you running? Mm-hmm. Because how many are you running means, listen, I'm either doing better than you <laughs> or you ain't doing as good as I am. And then mm-hmm. you're in a box. And so often we allow competition and covetousness to be the driving force behind what we do. And so instead of following the rhythm that God gives us, work six, rest one. Work six, rest one. Recognizing that God could do more in six days than you and I could ever do in seven. We just go non-stop. And not only does it impact uh, our soul, what happens to our soul impacts what's happening in our physical bodies. Absolutely. Um, we, anyway, I was going to sh- say something, but I'm not going to say it. Go yeah. ahead. What else you got? So one of the biggest things that I noticed during the pandemic was people were forced to sh- shut things down. People right. were forced to slow down. And then once they slow down, they realize, like, why am I doing all this? Mm. I had so many people come in and they're like, why am I even doing this? You know, mm. what, what is my motivation? Why am I going this way? So we do have to be, be diligent about paying attention to the why behind what we're doing mm. and that it makes sense for the rhythm that we're trying to have in our life. You can say balance to you if you, <laughs> if you want to, if you do. So the last thing I had was just be willing to continually grow. Um, sometimes once we become adults, we're like, all right, I made it. I got my degree or I have my business and I'm good. Mm. And we don't continue to seek help. And I just think it's so smart to um, seek help, it, whether it's professional help, whether it's just helping how to be a better parent or how to be a better friend or be a better leader. Be willing to grow. We have access to so much information right now, right. which could be a blessing or a curse, and that's a soapbox I won't get on right now. Um, but you want to get your resource together. I mean, from books to podcasts to um, YouTube videos. I mean, you can even find inspirational good stuff on like TikTok or um, stuff like that. Um, but there's just so much good information out there that we're just not availing ourselves of to continue to grow. So that's just like one very practical thing you can do, no matter where you are, what you've got going on. Look at your life mm-hmm. and say, who am I and what am I doing? And if if, if what you've got going on is a husband and son and brother, then figure out how you can be a better husband, son, brother. Or if you're just, if you're not just, but if you're just a friend or um, you have a business, then how, to, how can I be a better friend? Right. How can I be a better business owner? Just always be willing to, to allow yourself to grow and learn new things. If, if you don't allow yourself to grow, then you're just stagnant. Mm. And then you're not ever becoming into the fullness of what God has for your life. Yeah. And then you're not prospering, which is having a healthy, successful journey, which is what God has for us. So good. So be willing to grow. Let me tell you about growing. I think one of the first keys to growing is recognizing I've changed. Mm-hmm. Not that I've changed, but also that I am changing. Yeah. That the stuff I used to like, I don't like it no more. The stuff I could get away with, I can't get away with no more, Pastor Ray. <laughs> My metabolism, y'all, listen, I could eat anything and get away with it. Can't do it no more. Yeah. I'm growing, but I've also changed. Yeah. So I need to make adjustments. 
some of which we're not willing to make. Yeah. But let, me, let me just say, uh, people say, listen, you know better, you can do better. It ain't true. Everybody in this room knows better about health and fitness than your current routine suggests. So just because you know you're supposed to eat healthier, just because you know you're supposed to work out, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do it. I understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we have to be honest with ourselves and say, listen, I'm in a season in my life where I am growing, but I'm changing. Yeah. And listen to this. It's hard, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Y'all felt my pain on that one, didn't you? <laughs> Come on. It's hard. It is hard, but it's good. It is, yeah. Here's the second thing. Here's the second thing. Got to recognize it. But listen, listen, listen. Here's something I'm becoming aware of, uh, and I encourage you to become aware of the things. How do I say it? That are energy producers or energy demanders in your life. Mm -hmm. That's good. good. That's good. good. <sighs> Let me say that one more time. You need to start identifying the things. <laughs> the people, places, and things. Mm -hmm. I'll say that one more time. The people, the places, and the things that have become energy demanders. Yeah. That are sucking the life out of you without replenishing you. And then you have to identify, if you're going to find this rhythm now, you have to identify the people, the places, and the things that are energy producers in your life. Mm -hmm. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. There are some people that you need to Remove yourself from politely. Yeah. Because all they're doing is sucking the life out of you. And the problem is you can't pour from an empty cup. That's right. You're running on fumes because all the people around you are steady pulling the life out of you yeah. and putting nothing back into you. And part of the problem, though, is your need to be needed. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Yeah. What would you do if those people were no longer around needing you? You probably wouldn't even know what to do with yourself. You have to find your value someplace else. You have to find your value someplace else. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. So identify the energy demanders and replace them with energy producers so that you can replenish. Are you all with me? Yeah. What are some energy producers, would you say, in your life? Can I just put you out there? <laughs> um, I joke with my friends about this a lot, uh, being uh, an introvert. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I get energy when I'm by myself. And I'm doing... Come on, somebody. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean I don't love hanging out with people and having friends and being social. And I do enjoy that. I mean, a lot of times people say, well, the party hasn't started till Shavonda shows up because I have to, like to have fun. Right. But that's an energy drainer for me. And I produce energy when I am by myself. I'm doing the fun things that I like. I'm just kind of in my own world. I get energized yeah. when I do that. Yeah. You know, I 
I make a habit of taking my bath every night. Like I just, I do the things that I know put a smile on my face and Absolutely. relax me. And no, I'm right me. there with you. My yeah. wife can testify to that. My children can testify to that. I'm fine all by myself <laughs> in a cave. Yeah, great company. That's what replenishes me. Yeah. Yeah. I put on a good movie where they're killing a lot of people. <laughs> no, yeah, like for real, man. Give me Braveheart. Give me Gladiator. Yeah. Give me, uh, what's the other one? Uh, well. 300? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's all right, man. I was thinking about the Mark Wahlberg one, something miles, 23 miles? No, where he's running across town? 22 miles. 22 miles. Uh, here's one of my favorite, 13 hours. Mm. That's how I replenish. You yeah. got to find what works for you. Yeah. Some people like their mani-pedi. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife, listen, when I talk about finding energy producers, every week, <laughs> my wife spends time with a friend of hers. That's good. Because when she comes back, Her battery, mm -hmm. huh? her cup. Listen, you don't only, you're not supposed to pour from an empty cup, but you're not even supposed to pour out of what you need for yourself. Right, from the overflow. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to pour from your overflow. Yes, yes. So if you empty to begin with, you ain't got nothing for yourself, and you ain't got nothing to give anybody else. Right, right. That's good. What are the energy producers, energy demanders in your life? Let me tell you, energy demander in my life, I care, man. And because I care, I start to carry it. And because I've been carrying stuff, uh, this is where we're going to close and let y'all go home. <laughs> Unless you wanted to add something additional to this, but mm -hmm. you do. No, I'm good. You that sure? That was everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the reason it was concerning for me, just seeing the pattern and the trend in my body physically, is because we had a dear friend several years ago uh, has it been 10 years now? No, longer. 10? Karen? Almost 10. And how old was she when she was diagnosed? She died at 30. She was, so she was 37 when she was diagnosed. And uh, uh, Pastor Wendy and Miss Pat went to visit her one time, and they all sat in the bed with their friend, who at the time, she was diagnosed when she was 37, y'all. When she was 37. Her husband is one of the most notable ER doctors in the region. And so here's Pastor Wendy and Miss Pat sitting in the bed with their dear friend. She had just turned 39. This is what she said. She said, Wendy, listen to your body. Listen to your body. Because your body will tell you when stuff is out of order. Karen passed at 39. How many kids did they have at the time? Four? They had seven. They had four of their own, and they had just adopted three kids from Nigeria at 39 years old. So what are some of the warning signs and the signals that your body is giving? But maybe it hasn't shown up in your body. Maybe you don't have high blood pressure. Maybe your doctor isn't saying, hey, I've got to start you on the aspirin regimen. But maybe there's something happening emotionally where you're crying all the time, where you're afraid, whatever it is. 
the God of peace, the God of peace wants to sanctify you holy. And he wants to preserve you in your spirit, yes. in your soul, yes. and in your body. And here's the promise we have. The God who called us is faithful who will do it. So we can stop the trend now. If we'll listen to what our body is telling us and what the word of God is saying. And I, if I heard you correctly, Shavonda, what were the three things again? Establish boundaries. Uh, yeah, having healthy boundaries, uh, stress management and self-care, and then being willing to continually grow. Be willing to learn. continually grow mm -hmm. and learn. Amen. Was that helpful tonight at all? Good. Listen, I've got a couple of people who are going to be joining me over the next two weeks, and we're going to dive into this some more. We're going to talk about spirit and body, and, uh, and we pray that we will find, we'll get even more practical next week and find the right rhythm for our life, which may look different for each of us. But we'll find that rhythm and begin to live in that place that Jesus calls, again in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, in the message paraphrase. Here it is, the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced rhythms of grace. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to look to your word and and Father, just discover what your word has to say about soul prosperity, about what it looks like to have success on our journey. Not more material stuff, that's not bad. Not more money in our bank account, that's not bad at all. But God, what you desire is that we would prosper, have success on our journey, and be in good health. That these bodies, these temples of God, would be healthy and strong according to the prosperity of our soul. So if you're here tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, you say, Pastor Ray, that's where I am. Just as a simple act of faith, slip up your hand as we pray this prayer for you. No judgment, no condemnation, no stones thrown. If that's you, just slip up your hand and my hand is already up. Father, for those with hands raised, would you do what you promised in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28? Exchange their problems for your presence and your peace in Jesus' name. And Father, would you help us by your spirit find the rhythms of life that bring rest to our souls. We trust you to do it now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. and Amen. Did that help anybody tonight? Amen. Awesome. Listen, if you're watching online and you'd like some help, uh, maybe you have some questions you'd like for us to answer, send us an email uh, to info at weareconverged.com. Someone from our team will contact you. Uh, if you need a Bible, in fact, we shared this story. Someone was watching us from Vermont, and they asked for four Bibles for their family. Those went out this week. But if you're online and watching us and you just need some help, you need someone to pray with you, someone to encourage you, we're available to you. Contact us via email at info at weareconverged.com. Why don't you stand with us? As we declare this blessing over you from Numbers chapter 6. From Numbers chapter 6. And I love it as the Israelites were coming out of Egypt into the land of promise. God instructed Aaron to declare this blessing over his people. And it simply says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. 
The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he make his countenance to shine upon you. Here it is. And give you peace. We trust you to do that, Lord, in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. If you were impacted by today's message, we would love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear. Or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we would love to send you some information to help you kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, email us at info at weareconverged.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely at www.weareconverged.com give. You can also text 77977, type in Converge Give and the dollar amount. You can also find all of this information on our mobile app. Simply open your app or Play Store, search Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.